The contents of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's financial objectives, financial situation or needs. Listeners should obtain independent advice before making any financial decisions. Hi, welcome to another edition of Health Kick. I'm Tim Borum. Well, hearing loss is emerging as a major health issue in Western countries, including Australia, partly because we're living longer and, and possibly because we're just battering our ears with, with too many devices. And the trouble is we're also reluctant to get help. That's either out of pride or, or apathy, with an average seven-year gap between diagnosis and a therapy being sought. And only about 10% of people who should be doing something about the problem actually are. And that's usually after their spouse uh, pressures them to, uh, to do so. Now, with this in mind, the founders behind the newly listed Ordera sought to develop an easier way to diagnose and, and combat hearing loss. The result is a range of headphones which incorporate hearing diagnostics to tailor the sound settings to the individual's personal hearing profile. Much of Odira's IP is tied up in the algorithmic software to get these settings right. Bearing in mind that no one's hearing is the same, and the left ear differs to the right ear, usually in terms of hearing ability. Um, so I've got with me the company's CEO and, and co-founder, Dr. James Fielding, to tell us more. And uh, I'm, I'm certainly uh, all ears, so uh, welcome, James. Thanks so much, Tim. Good to be here, mate. Excellent, excellent. And, and so, um, James, how did Ordera come about in the first place? It, it's quite interesting because it was, uh, it was it sort of started as, a, as an undergraduate uh, project up in, up in Queensland, didn't it? That's right. Yeah, there were a few of us who were finishing off our medical degrees and we were lucky enough to be given scholarships to be doing MBA at the same time as doing our medical degree to keep our eyes open and look for areas where we can provide solutions. And my co-founder, Chris, was working in the ENT department at a hospital near us here in Brisbane. And he came to me and said, mate, we've got to do something about this. It shouldn't be this hard for people to get their hearing test. And that really pricked our ears and got us thinking about the problem and thinking about what we could do to try and find a solution. And when we then made the transition from just doing a testing portion to using that test to change sound for people and enhance their experience, that's when we really got to work and it became really exciting. Okay, so the actual company uh, evolved from that. Uh, you, you presumably you, you sort of painted the IP and then, uh, and then incorporated. Yeah, that's right. We, we kicked off as an idea and then we went through the University of Queensland Accelerator program to put a little more meat on the bone and give us a bit more focus. And at the end of that process, we had a working prototype, we'd incorporated the company, we'd started working on the IP and looked to raise our first bit of capital to hit the ground running. Yeah, okay. Okay, great. All right. And uh, James, can you flesh out the... Uh the problem, uh, the, the uh, exact problem you're, you're trying to address. Um, it, now, is your is your solution for the hard uh, 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 of hearing or, or, or just uh, just those with sort of emerging hearing 
issues? Well, because of the nature of our technology, it serves both communities. And we talk about the people that we serve in two groups as primary and secondary. So the primary market that we're serving are people that know they have a hearing loss and are actively seeking a solution to that, which is why we're really proud to be partnering with the audiology clinics. So when people know they have a loss, we want to put ourselves where people are looking for that solution. And then the secondary market are the people that are aware of the importance of their hearing health. So whether they're just aware that their ears are going to hear differently, they're just starting to notice some hearing changes, or they're interested in a preventative measure to ensure that they get on top of it and don't actually develop a hearing loss. That's our secondary market. So the more health conscious and health aware but the results are actually pretty incredible across the board. We can go anywhere from that real music enthusiast who's looking for that finer detail, that precise algorithm that's going to match their hearing, all the way through to people with existing hearing aids and cochlear implants, and we measure over the top of those because the fundamental principle of our technology is can you hear what your headphones are trying to play for you? And instead of guessing, we just ask you, And then at the end of that process, not only do you understand a bit better about how your hearing works and how it's different in each year, we just set to work and make sure everything sounds as good as it possibly can. Yeah, okay. So you mentioned a cochlear hearing implant. So it sounds like you're not so much a halfway house to a hearing aid, but you can be used in conjunction with these implants and presumably hearing aids. Yes, that's right. So as long as the person is able to position them and hear the tones generated by the headphones, we can take care of the rest. And it means that we do offer a really great solution to people across the spectrum, which is really wonderful. The first time we we tested a person, it was a buddy of mine who had a hearing aid in one side and a cochlear implant in the other, and his eyes just lit up and we knew we were really on to a good thing. Uh, and just kept refining and kept refining to make sure that we are offering that great solution regardless of what your hearing is like. Yes. I mean, I guess I guess a lot of people don't realise that their hearing is, is diminished because uh, they just get get used to it. Um, so, so it's only when they, uh, when they can see or, or rather hear what music really should sound like, uh, that, that, that's when the penny drops. That's absolutely right. And it is one of those things that unless you're very unfortunate and suffering a severe acoustic trauma of of some instance, you know, standing next to an explosion or a gunshot or, or something like that, it is a very gradual decline in hearing that's most common for people. And you don't really appreciate it until you're shown the light at the end of the tunnel. And that's where we come into it. But what I found most interesting as well, which you, you mentioned in the intro, is that denial piece. Because when we were first starting off, we were running around and getting hearing profiles from all sorts of different people and athletes and Olympians and musicians and people would be going through that testing process and they'd get right to the bottom of the low base frequencies and keep getting you know really low thresholds, really low thresholds, really good. And then all of a sudden, they couldn't hear the beeps anymore. And their first instinct was to tell me that the headphones were broken. Right. Know, instead of instead of saying, well, I can't hear it, I'll hit the big button that says, I can't hear this. They would say, hey, doc, your headphones have stopped beeping, mate. I was like, well, can you or can't you hear the beep? And they go, I can't hear it. They go, great, hit the can't hear button. 
Then they hit the can't hear button. They go, yeah, sorry, they're still broken. I was like, maybe just hit it again. And so they hit it again. Then they hit it again. They go, oh, they're working now. It's like, yep, that's that's how this goes. And then at the end, you're showing them that little graph that said, yes, you've got really great hearing in those lower frequencies. Yes, you've got really great conversational hearing up to sort of one, two K. But then after that, your hearing has started to change and it's starting to knock off. And that's where a lot of the detail is. It's where a lot of the clarity lives when you're listening to music and movies and conversation on TV, all those things. It's up in those higher frequencies where you first start to notice the change. And that's where we can you know, give people an understanding of how their hearing's changing over time. Yeah, okay, great. And so the, uh, the headphones, by, by way of a plug, I guess, they're, um, they're called AO1 and... Uh, they're, they're, they're available at uh, at all good retailers or uh, at, at least uh, some good retailers but um, I guess the uh, the key thing about the company is that um, you you mainly um, market through uh, audiologists that's right yeah so we have our direct to client online so people can come and buy directly from us and that includes people with the National Disability Insurance Scheme, using their funding to come directly from us. But aside from a great relationship we've got with VideoPro, who are a local Brisbane um, hi-fi specialist, everyone else we sell through are audiologists. We don't do big box retail. We go through the clinics. And the reason for that is, as I said, that's how we reach our primary audience. That's where we find the people who are looking for a solution to a hearing problem, but it also unlocks some big government incentive funding so people can get the headphones fully subsidised using the Department of Veterans Affairs Rehabilitations Program and the Hearing Services Program along with the National Disability Insurance Scheme. So it puts us in a really great position to be serving the people we want to serve, but also a really great position from a company and financial point of view because people are able to access the product using a fully subsidised government scheme. So there's really, it's a no-brainer from that point of view. Well, that's the key, isn't it, uh, really, James? Because everyone sort of wants something for nothing. So if you're uh, if you're fully subsidised, well, um, you're, you're more likely to try it, aren't you? Yeah, there's, there's no reason that you'd be saying, oh, no, thanks, I'm not interested in those. Uh, and it just, it breaks down that barrier and people can come in and Part of what's been really exciting about the public listing process is that increase in profile and there are people who weren't even aware that these schemes were available to them who now are aware and are able to go in and seek that solution and the solution they're seeking is us, which is pretty amazing. And there's a number of subsidy channels, aren't there? You you, you mentioned the NDIS. Uh, there's also uh, the, the, uh, the hearing services program, isn't there? Yes, that's right. The Hearing Services Program through the audiology clinics and then the Department of Veterans Affairs Rehabilitations Program as well. So, um, returned service people and their partners are potentially eligible for the headphones under a particular hearing support category and it means that they can come in and get tested and get really specialist help and go home with a set of headphones. Yeah, okay. How much do they sell for? So it's three forty nine for the headphone itself, and then one fifty for the TV adapter device. So as a bundle, which is what we sell through the clinics, it's four ninety nine. Yeah, okay. So it sounds like, in in terms of that price point, you've positioned it alongside a, I imagine a fairly typical pair of headphones, a, a typical pair of of noise cancelling headphones. 
Yeah, it was really important to us when we first started the journey and it was one of the more stressful periods in the company's life when we went from receiving some initial Kickstarter funding to actually getting ready for mass manufacture. We wanted to make sure that the headphones stood alone in their own right as a great pair of Bluetooth noise-cancelling headphones and then we put our secret source into them to make them even better. So we position them alongside really great products, you know, like the Bose QC35s, that type of price point, that market-leading Bluetooth noise-cancelling headphone because that's how we designed them and how we built them. And when you add the additional benefit of the personalization, we think it's a, a really great price point. Yeah, okay, okay, great. Um, on, a, on a cautionary note, of course, you're not, um, you're not approved. It's not an approved product in terms of uh, the regulators, the medical regulators. Yes, we are not a medical device. But you, but you could be. Oh, yes. If, if, if we go through the process and we jump through the hoops and do all the paperwork, then yes, it's something that's on our radar, obviously, because that's how we, we set out as a company. But when we realized that we could start operating as a strong company and helping people without jumping through those hoops, then we just got to work. And so it is something that's on the radar, but it's not something we need to do to continue to grow. Yeah, okay, okay. And, and, and if someone does go to an audiologist and, and uh, a set of headphones is, is recommended, um, there, there will be others out there, won't there? Like I think Sennheiser has a range mm-hmm. of, uh, of hearing uh, assisting headphones, for, for example. Yes, that's right. Sennheiser have a really strong brand presence in the audiology clinics and it's a really proud moment for us when we can convince the audiologist to choose us over them because they're their historically strong player in the space and they make really quality products. So we're definitely, you know, saying we're even better than that incredibly high quality product, which is a great position to be in from our point of view. But there are certainly other products there that people can use to meet their needs and you know, we just think that what we offer is a really great solution. You just have to be a bit better than the yeah, uh, that's competition. Right. Just have to be a little bit better and a little bit better service a little bit better product, a little bit more updated, a little bit more versatile. A lot of hearing products traditionally are focused on radio frequency or just listening to a television. And so we said, no, no, this should be a device so that people can get the most out of their entire entertainment and communication experience. And that's why we made them Bluetooth so that you can be listening to music on your phone or your computer, doing voice chats like this one, doing Zoom calls, FaceTime the grandkids, and of course, watching TV and movies and doing all those at their core. It's just that you can do everything else as well with ours, which is a great value add to people. And, and in terms of uh, being a, uh, a listed company, you listed in, in, in May after your uh, of fundraising, what can you uh, so, sort of tell us about the uh, the uh, revenue profile of the company? So the revenue profile is growing year on year, which is always wonderful, and it's growing most rapidly in our core market, which is through the audiology clinics, and we're very excited about that. So looking at year to date tracking and and half year results and what we've put out into the market, we're feeling really strong 
about how this year is looking. And that's on the back of landing some really key contracts with some big clinic groups. And as we focus on those groups and focus on serving those groups, the revenue continues to grow. So we're on a really great upward trajectory at the moment, which feels in a very a really strong position to be in, which I quite enjoy. And we're starting to open up into the US as well. So brought on a sales lead into the US, a national sales manager, and then they'll work alongside a partnership we've got with a really amazing group called Westone, who are hearing health specialists in the US. And so we're going to be unlocking those relationships as well. So things feel like the momentum we've been building towards is is coming to fruition and the results will start rolling in. And in terms of uh, the relationship with the audiologists, um, I, I, I don't think many people realise that the uh, the industry's really uh, concentrated. So it sounds like you uh, sort of have to uh, get on the shelves of actually um, very few companies to to, to, uh, get a fairly wide distribution. That's right, especially here in Australia. So there's five big groups that tend to rule the world of audiology sales and they're intimately linked to making the actual hearing aids themselves and then retailing them. And then outside of those big ones, you've got the independents who are the clinician that that own and operate their own retail clinic and provide services to the hearing health market. But yes, it means that through some strong B2B relationships, we can start capturing huge swathes of the market. And that's what we've done so far with a really strong relationship with Hearing Australia here in Australia, of course, and then Amplifon and the Bloom Hearing Clinics and a very large collection of those independents. So there's just a couple more names to fall and we'll have the whole market, which is a wonderful spot to be in, I think. Yeah, okay. And and uh, in terms of the top five companies, what, what, what sort of market share do they, do they account for? It depends who you read and which analysis, but some say it's over 90% are mm. run by those, those big five. And so it just means that those strong relationships have really consolidated the market. So some of the analysis we put out in the prospectus in preparation for the IPO says that 50% of the entire US market is accounted for by 10 names. So that includes Costco and Walgreens taking up obviously a huge portion of clinic sales in the US, but it means the path to market is landing a few of those whales and then you get 50% of the market. So it's it's a nice position to be in in such a, such a concentrated space in that regard in that we know exactly who we're going after and we're building those plans about how to get them. So yeah. it gives us some really great clarity, vision, and clear line of sight to that growth pipeline. Yeah, okay. And just to clarify, most of your the lion's share of your sales uh, to date have, have been uh, in, in Australia. That's right, they have, yes. Aside from the initial few years with the Kickstarter campaign and when we were going in a more consumer-focused route in our origin piece, once we found our feet and returned to our, our health origin, it's been an Australian-focused, laser focus in the Australian market since the start of 2019. Yeah, okay, okay, great. And in terms of being a, uh, a listed company, probably naturally you're compared with uh, New Hera which has been listed for a few years, the uh, Perth-based uh, provider of, uh, I'm not sure whether to call them headphones. I, I guess they're more like s- sort of earbud uh, 
type headphones. Um, how would you sort of compare and contrast uh, with New Hera? I think the the simplest one is a, a form factor, as you said. They have gone for an in-the-ear option where we go over the ear and because of that, it makes us compatible with the hearing aids and cochlear implants, which is great. You hear it do a really incredible job of making it easier to hear people in a cafe or, or across the room or in a workspace um, as a hearable. So they listen to the outside world and we focus all of our energy on the entertainment and media. So that's that's the core difference. You hear a really great company. They're going strength to strength as well as this whole industry grows. So it's I think it's a really good pat on the back of Australian health as well. There are two listed entities going after this really interesting growing market. Yeah, and and you hear that they're, they're more uh, direct to consumer, aren't they? So you know you hmm. go to JB Hi-Fi and buy them. Uh, whereas as discussed, you're you're more through the audiology channel that's right and they've just had a really great announcement with hp as well around partnering um to develop some tech with them as well so they've they've got a few channels that are growing really nicely well that's uh that, that's excellent and uh it's uh it, it's refreshing uh, that that you're uh, talking in in glowing uh terms about your uh, competitor oh well anyone anyone trying to help out in this space gets my tick of approval there's there's more than enough people suffering from a hearing loss that you can't have two great companies going out trying to do what we can for people in different scenarios. So, yeah, I don't see any reason not to be celebrating what they're doing. Yep, and fair enough. Well, um, th- thanks for that, uh, uh, James. It's been very enlightening and uh, c- certainly not an ear bashing. You, you've explained <laughs> things sort of very uh, succinctly and, and very well. well. Thank you, Tim. No problem. So, so uh, yeah, uh, good luck uh, on the ASX uh, listed journey, as they say. Yeah, thanks. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think we've just started to find our feet and onwards and upwards from here. Thanks, James. Thank you, Tim. Have a good day, mate.